to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. back with you on the podcast again today. And uh, I'm so happy to be back. It's Worship Wednesday once again. And um, today I'm going to do something kind of unique that I've never done before. So a big shout out to my friend Marty of Social Club uh, Misfits. I just call him Lorenzo Santiago. But he sent me a message today. He's like, why don't you do a story time on the podcast and let everybody hear some funny stories from the road or some funny stories from, you know, leading worship, whatever. And uh, I've got plenty of those, plenty of those. So maybe today we're going to take some time to just uh, have a little story time, story time on the Worship Wednesday podcast. Uh, as you know, I've been dubbed my, by my cousin, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, as a man who has always had a face for audio podcasts. That's me. Got a face for audio podcasts, and so today I'm bringing that face back to you. Got a few stories from you know my life, other people's lives that have been told to me, which I think are funny. I don't know what it is. People always tell me funny things, and I have funny things happen. So I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Before we jump in, let me say this. You know what's going on. It's coming up very soon, Worship Summit. I want to see you guys there. I don't know what some of you are waiting for to register We've had a lot of people register already, but one of the things that I want to make a, make you aware of uh, once again, because I haven't really talked a whole lot about it, but let me get into the VIP uh, tickets. Actually, they're limited So, because we have a smaller space where we're going to go for lunch and um, two days out of the four, we're going to be doing VIP sessions, which are only $99 per person, but that's not $99 a day. It's just total. So that actually includes both days. So you get lunch on both of those days, as well as all the extra teaching that we're going to be doing during that time question and answer sessions with um, our team and people that have done everything that you are doing for um, quite a long time, not to mention, um, I guess our church could be considered a mega church because of the fact, you know, between, you know, nine and 1200 people attend every week on that one service alone, you know, I know a lot of churches are kind of, they give the total of all of their, everyone that stepped foot in the building over a weekend period. But um, just in that one service alone, anywhere between nine and 1200 people are coming. That would be considered a mega church in America. The average church is at 65 people. Now they're telling us. So people that are doing what they're doing at a mega church status, meaning the systems are in place to help you go to the next level. So you're going to want to take advantage of the question and answer time. Um, the teaching we're going to do behind the scenes, you know, just, it's going to be great. I'm very, very excited. So you can get all that info and register at southeastworship.com. We cannot wait to see you. I am so pumped up for worship summit. It's going to be a phenomenal phenomenal conference. And plus I'm pumped for the live studio, uh, or the live album recording that we're going to do on Friday night. 
Very excited about that. So I want to see your face there. Last year was phenomenal, and I know this year is going to be even better than last year was. And we're taking more time to prepare for you and to host you when you come. So if you have any questions, you can email us at info at miracleword.com. Love to hear from you. It's going to be great. By the way, if you haven't been joining us in the morning, we just started about two to three weeks ago. Actually, this is the third week going live on Facebook every morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So definitely, definitely want to have you join us for that. It's been a great week already, and we're having fun. Today we did Bible trivia and gave away uh, $50 in Starbucks gift cards. So uh, join us. We're going to start doing that once a week, Bible trivia, giveaways, all that, plus teaching and more. It's going to be awesome. So join me in the morning if you can um, on Facebook Live at our page, Miracle Word Ministries. It's going to be great. All right, let's jump in. I've got, I've had some crazy stuff happen to me, and I don't know why it happens to me this way. It's like almost like everything is waiting for me to step in to have something crazy go on. I was um, one time, I was in Virginia Beach, and my uh, my uncle was preaching, and um, you know, I I came up in Pentecostal church, you know, so it's like, um, you know, if if the preacher gets preaching, you jump on the organ. So, uh, I was on the platform already and my uncle, who's a phenomenal preacher got, I mean, he got going, he was preaching hardcore, but he was down off the platform. So his back was turned to me, but, uh, you know, we have a B3 Hammond organ. It's actually a, a C3 Hammond organ in our church. And so I'm sitting in my seat up on the platform. And when he got going, I, I kind of jumped off my seat and, uh, and went towards the organ and I went to slide in to the organ bench, you know, to get going behind him. And I don't know how old that organ bench was, but when I slid into that bad boy, it collapsed like a house of cards. And I'm talking about like, it just collapsed, it imploded upon itself. I don't know if it's because I'd been eating too many taquitos or what the story was, but I slid into that bad boy and it collapsed and I fell straight back, bashed my head off of the monitor, uh, the, the audio monitor that was behind me. And then literally we had like a knee wall. So it was like the platform. And then on the edge of the platform, there's probably like a two foot or one and a half foot knee wall to kind of hide all the cords and everything from the platform. Well, I'm down behind the knee wall and all people in the congregation can see are my two legs <laughs> sticking up in the air with my shoes. And I, it's, like I, it's like I fell out, but I actually, I didn't just fall out. I actually really fell out and I was done. I bashed my head. I'm laying down there and he's still preaching. And I, and I think he's wondering what in the world is everybody laughing about? You know, it's like, you know, it's not like the laughter hit the service. He was like, wonder what in the, what in the world? And people are looking up at the platform. So he turned, he turns around to see me and all you see is socks and shoes and pant legs up in the air. I had completely fallen out. I've never had that happen before. I've never destroyed an organ bench trying to slide on it. I'm, <laughs> it's dangerous, man. It's dangerous leading praise and worship and, and being involved with that. I remember one time in Bible school, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard me tell this story, but I laugh still. You know, it's almost, what is this going on? 17 years later, and I'm still laughing about this. We were 
we were in what they called the prayer, prayer and healing school, which was something that we did every day. It was basically like a service that lasted about an hour, and then the second one would last about an hour and a half. Prayer school was first, and then healing school was second. And so for prayer school, we had a full band and singers that did praise and worship before um, either Brother Jim Hockaday spoke or um, Miss Leanne spoke on those days. And uh, I remember we had this guy, and if you're listening to this and you know who who you are, you listen to the podcast, my long lost friend, you know you're, who you are and this is about you. This guy in our band, he was playing the electric guitar and he had some like old wingtip dress shoes. Well, I'm talking leather bottoms, you know, like the just straight up dress shoes, wingtips and uh, not rubber soles, leather soles, which can get slick, especially if they're older on carpet. And uh, as as is done at Rama, uh, which is where I went to Bible school, often is the power of God gets moving. You could have, you know, especially in a camp meeting, you could have 300 people jump up out of their seats at one time, take off running around the sanctuary. And um, to the point where it was so common, they would announce from the platform, like if you're new here and the power of God hits you and you run, we run right to left. You know, that was like, the, we run you know, if you're from the platform, right to left, if you're in the seats, left to right. So nobody collides with each other. Well, I mean, power God's hitting the place one day in prayer school and this guy was feeling it. And, and he just like threw his guitar down on the ground and took off running around the room. And when he got to the edge of the front, he, I think he realized like too quick that, uh, <laughs> that the chairs were set up too close to the walls so that the aisles on the edges were super, super thin. <laughs> so he gets over there and he's, re- I can see it like in his mind, it's like it happened so fast, but he's realizing he doesn't have the traction to make the turn to get up that aisle. So it, and, and so if you were just watching him as an onlooker, this is what it looked like. It looked like he threw his guitar down and ran full speed across the front of the auditorium and ran directly into the wall. And when he hit the wall, he hit it so hard that he fell he fell backwards and fell on the ground and was out. I don't know if he was out in the spirit or if he knocked himself out. <laughs> I'm leaning towards the second. I think he knocked himself out, but he bashed that wall so hard and hit the ground. I was like, oh my Lord. I was expecting like paramedics to come in. It was like somebody getting hit at a football game. <laughs> I, was wait- I was waiting for paramedics to come in and-, and pick this guy up on a stretcher and take him out to the hospital. That's how hard he hit that wall. I literally will never forget him just like running into the wall. I, I had bad experiences with running. <laughs> I remember we were at a winter Bible seminar one year in Tulsa at Rama, and, and uh, same thing. I was still a student and, and that thing hit again. But now in the main sec- sanctuary, the main auditorium, and I took off running down the aisle. And as I'm running down the center aisle of that section, I realize, man, this aisle's like on a decline. And uh, I've gained some weight here in Bible school. Like I put on 40 pounds in Bible school. I gained some weight. And I'm, I'm like realizing my top half is out in front of my bottom half. And I don't have... And I'm looking like, oh, Lord, what's going to happen when I make this turn? I look around. I see a friend of mine from Detroit. He's just a skinny dude. Like he was probably soaking wet 
165, 170 pounds. I'm sitting there at like 230 and he's coming and I can see he's running and I'm running and I'm like, oh Lord, I'm seeing like, it's like in those, remember like the Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. where he like sees in the future what's going to happen in the fight that he's in. And like, it's all done in bullet time. I was seeing that like out in the future that I'm going to, there's no question. I mean, I don't have the ability to make a short, tight turn and he's coming like almost like, you know, praising, running with his eyes kind of shut. I'm like, dude, I'm about to hit this guy full force and he doesn't even know it. And I I know what's going to happen. I can't change it because I got too much momentum built up now. I came around that corner wide and we met each other. I hip checked that kid so hard that I'm like surprised and NHL scouts didn't show up in the church and try to sign me for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was like I hit that kid so hard, checked him. They had these huge potted plants in front of the uh, platform. I hit this kid so hard that he flew out and hit one of those plants and shattered the the pot and fell out on the ground <laughs> next to the, next to the platform he was out cold like literally out cold <laughs> i don't know if he was pretending like he fell out or if he got really once again really knocked his behind out but something happened knocked him cold and you know probably if i was like you know had a more of a good samaritan heart i probably would have circled back and checked to see if he was okay but i just kept on running (laughs) i just kept going (laughs) and that was the end that's all i could do kept on running and got my victory (laughs) i got my victory hallelujah oh man it's insane like you see things happen you see things happen in church actually i was in a service people don't even believe these stories are real but let me tell you they are real i like the craziest stuff happens in church there was a woman that got up to sing a special in a service that i was in and i don't know why this happens but it's like every time somebody goes to sing some sort of a special in church, especially back then, like in the nineties and stuff, it was like, uh, it's like the sound man had like a spirit of stupid that would come upon him. And it was like, you know, no one's song was ever cued to the right place. You know, they would always be like, you know, y'all just, you know, pray for me as I sing this song today. I didn't have time to practice. And, you know, the enemy's been attacking my vocal cords. And, you know, if you just lift me up in prayer today, don't listen to my voice, listen to the words. And by the time they're done with their spiel, they're like, all right, Sammy, go ahead and run that track. And then they bow their head and close their eyes, as you know, for, you know, they don't want to look at anybody that's in the sanctuary. And then the sound man, as they always do, sound man, if you're out there, help me out on this. I don't know what in the world goes on back there. It's gotten slightly better since people started using CDs and MP3s. But even still, this was like CD time. And it's always the wrong song. And then they have to look up and be like, no, no, brother, it's not that one. Uh, it's too it's too ahead of that one, if you don't mind. So that, then the sound man has to hit the fast forward button on the CD and cue up the right track, blah, blah, blah. And then it's the wrong volume. And it's like, can I have some more on the monitors, please? So it's like ridiculous. Anyway, this lady... 
gets up and uh, she gives her whole spiel about how the enemy's been attacking her vocal cords and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, all right, sound me and roll that song. And it's like a faster song. It's like upbeat. And she's, she's like, she lets the intro play, you know, and she's kind of standing there clapping her. Everybody clap your hands with me. And the whole thing's going. And then all of a sudden it's her cue to come in and start singing her song. And so she, she, Lord Jesus, she starts to try to go in, but at the moment she's supposed to start singing verse one, she forgets all her words, literally forgot all her words at the moment it was time to start singing. So what does she do? She doesn't stop to ask if the sound man could start it over because she forgot her words. No, no. Apparently that's beneath this soloist, this special singer. And so what does she do? What's her solution to this? You know what she does? She slowly lays herself down on the platform and lays herself out in the Holy Ghost and like lays there the whole song, which was funny to me because it was like one of those tracks where you still have like the backup singers that come in and like on the chorus and like, there's no singing, just music. And then all of a sudden, backup singers, God's been good. God's been good. And then they're out again. she's just laying there on the platform, quote unquote, out in the Holy Ghost. And the song comes to an end. God is good. And she gets up off the floor and walks back to her seat with her head down. <laughs> With her head down. <laughs> I was like, that's a good idea to get. Can you imagine like employing that tactic? Like when you just didn't want to talk to people or something. <laughs> Tiffany, if you're listening to this podcast, I've got a new solution for you when you don't want to talk to people anymore. <laughs> if you have to greet your neighbor. <laughs> Uh, just lay yourself out in the Holy Ghost and lay on the ground until they walk away. <laughs> walk away. You imagine if you like saw somebody coming that was like in the lobby of your church that you knew you didn't want to talk to, <laughs> so you just laid yourself out. <laughs> It'd be even funnier if you like ran into somebody that you used to know at Walmart. But you just did it at Walmart anyway. You were like in the frozen food section, just laid yourself out on the ground till everyone left the aisle. <laughs> I can't believe that lady did that. Laid herself out. So funny. I, You know what I can't stand too is like the, um, all of the, the flag dancers. I, we had some funny. I remember my cousin Jonathan telling me he was in a service one time and uh, <laughs> there was a lady on the front row who was flag dancing. Like while he's trying to get ready to preach and this woman's got her flag and, you know, he's doing his best to ignore the, the lady and she's got her flag and she's waving it left and <laughs> I'm laughing, thinking about it, waving it left and right, waving it. And all of a sudden she hits him with it. I don't know if she hit him like in his shoulder or what, but like she's next to him on the front row, hits him with the flag. And so he let that one go, I guess, you know, and just being gracious as he's known to be i've got to say that for legal purposes um so she's waving it she hits him in the shoulder she hits him a second time and he'd had it 
you know, one time is grace. It's like the old saying, strike one, shame on you. Strike two, you're out. So <laughs> he grabs the flag out of her hand. She's like looking at her like, what in the world? She, he grabs it out of her hand and snaps it in half on the front row and hands it back to her. And she's horrified. And with a smile on, a fa- on his face, he goes, now you have two. <laughs> two flags. Ah, 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 ah. If you've ever watched Sesame Street, two Two flags, ah, 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 and snap that bad boy right in half. I'll tell you a funny thing that happened to me. It was kind of like, what in the world did I do wrong? How did this go south? I was playing. I'm trying to remember where I was. I was playing the keyboard for a well-known minister. Nobody in my family. It was it was a well-known minister that you would have seen, like on TBN. Um, not going to mention his name, um, but his name rhymes with Beave Strock. Beave Strock, if you can figure that out. Anyway, playing for him, and he's ministering to people, and uh, <laughs> I'm doing my best. And he's like, "Let's sing, oh, the pres in the presence of Jehovah." And so, you know, he just wanted the congregation to sing it, really, and he just wanted me to play it, which I was playing it with no problem, you know. And I don't know if you remember that old song. In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace. It's like an old song we used to do all the time. He's like, play in the presence of Jehovah. And so, like, you know, I'm on the keys playing the song. Everything's cool. He's laying hands on people. But apparently I wasn't playing it up to his standard, I found out the hard way. I've never had anyone do this to me in my life. And I'm not, you know, I'm very, I am very, very hard to embarrass, as you can imagine. I'm very hard to humiliate. But this just kind of made me laugh. I was like, man, this is funny. He turns around to me from the front, like the altar, while I'm playing in the presence of Jehovah. It's not like I'm some hack on the keyboard that's trying to bang it out. You know, I know the song. I'm playing it, in my opinion, beautifully, beautifully playing the song. And apparently it wasn't up to his standard. He turns around from the altar and he goes, brother, stop playing that song. And then he points up to the sound man and he goes, sound man, put on my Terry McCalman CD. (laughs) That is the first time in my life or ministry and hopefully the last time, by the way, that I was ever halted for a CD that's, you know, just horrible. Stop playing. I'll tell you something funny that happened. I mentioned that lady that sang and and forgot her li- lyrics, but instead of asking the sound man to, to start again, we were doing a Christmas banquet one time at our church in Virginia Beach. <laughs> And so my uncle's sitting there on the front row and we had like tables. So it was like the front table. And I guess a couple of people from our church had, um, you know, gotten songs ready to do like tracks. And this one lady, she gets, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, most people aren't used to this in church. She gets her song already. She's been practicing her song. It's Christmas. So she, it's like a Christmas, Christian Christmas song. So she gets on there and um, stands up in front of the whole crowd that's there for the dinner or whatever we were doing. And uh, her track plays and she comes in and she starts singing but then messes it up. And so she stops and she's like, I mean, she stops like towards the beginning of the song. She's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. And pushes stop on the play or whatever. She's like, can I, can I just go ahead and try that again? I just, let me start from the beginning. <laughs> and I left to this day. My uncle, st- my uncle stood up and said, no, that was enough. You can sit down. <laughs> and just took the microphone and she's standing there kind of like what are you are you serious like yeah that was plenty you get one shot <laughs> if if you can't hack it in one shot uh maybe this is not the venue for you but had her sit down i was rolling i was rolling my thing too was like when i was a music director you have to kind of keep a straight face because you know you'll have you know rehearsals for not rehearsals but uh what do they call them i don't even do them anymore so i can't even think um you know auditions you have people audition for your for your choir audition for your worship team and i never really had like bad ones like um, the majority of mine were fine it was either like you know you can work with us you can't work with us you you either have what it takes harmony wise to cut it you don't you can't cut it at this time whatever but um i remember this one time and this lady Come, I wish I could do an, uh, an impression of it. I can't do the impression of it. I wish so badly that I could. And this lady comes in and she's like, I'm here to audition for the worship team in the choir. So what we always told them to do is like, have yourself a, a track ready, you know, and then you sing a performance track and let us hear what your voice sounds like as a soloist. And then we'll come to the platform and work with you on parts and see how good you are at hearing harmony parts as I play the piano and sing, you sing with me kind of a thing. I remember Brad Strobel, who's played drums with me and been my friend for years, was with me at this audition. If he's listening or Shiloh's listening, you'll remember this, Brad. We were in the sound booth because we have to roll the person's track. And she gets up to sing. And I'm like, man, I wonder what song she's chosen. And we push play on this CD. And it's like this I'm, I don't even know how to explain it. It was this extremely uh, Middle Eastern Jewish songs. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like very, very Middle Eastern or Jewish worship. And she gets up there in a mic and in like an operatic voice tone, like she's in the opera doing Don Quixote. She starts singing in like full blown, uh, like she was speaking <laughs> like, like a true Israeli would sing speaking in that like Jewish language, but like singing it at, in a high, high pitched volume. And I mean, belting this song out like she was on America's got talent. Like she was like, she was on Israel's got talent. And I'm back there and I'm sitting there like trying my best to hold it in because I have to look at her from the soundboard and kind of nod like, yeah, sister, that's it. You got it. Keep it going. Brad, on the other hand, no help to me, by the way, is curled up underneath the soundboard 
laughing his head off, like trying to do it silently, you know, because many of you that know, if you know Brad, just the picture of tact. Anyways, uh, he's sitting there. He's curled up under the soundboard, like laugh. And it's like apparent at this point. It's like clear that she will, there'll be nothing that she can do to benefit our worship team. Sad to say, there's just people that they've got nothing they can do to benefit your vision. And I'm like, I'm trying to sit there and like, you know, nod and, and be, smile, be encouraging. Brad's rolling, shaking the the sound booth with his laughter. And at the end, I'm like, um, so she's like, so do you want to work on parts now? I'm like, um, no, you know, that's, that's good. You know, we don't even need to work on parts. Um, if anything opens up for what we feel like you're good at, we will definitely be giving you a call. I mean, we ended it like right there. It was like, if we ever do a special where we need somebody to sing, you know, Israeli songs in the, in a, in the Jewish language, we will call you immediately if that hits the horizon. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like some people are not meant to be on your team. And then others, even if they are, there's sometimes there's like things that happen. They're like, what in the world was that? I'm, <laughs> I started playing. People think I've played a long time. I haven't really. I started late in life when I was like 16 or 17, playing the keyboard and singing in my youth group. And uh, I had to put a band together. Because we had no worship in our youth group. So I had to like get some guys and be like, hey, let's form a band. And um, so it was me and a guy that I knew that played the bass. He didn't really play either. We all just started to form a band. Guy that was playing guitar, learning guitar. And then I had this guy that played drums with us. And um, the guy that played drums was a huge dude. I mean, he's like probably six foot six, easily you know, 325 pounds, something like that. A big, big guy, strong guy too. And, uh, but he would like, I've never seen this happen. He'd play the drums and he would lose his balance sitting down, by the way, he would lose his balance while playing the drums. And, uh, I've never seen that since. I mean, it's like, how do you lose your balance? on a seat while you're playing drums anyway we had set up this um we we had set up a uh a tent to preach um in, in one of the cities or i shouldn't say cities one of the towns there in west virginia and uh so he's with me as part of the worship team if you've ever heard me tell about the guy who's you know i was just starting keyboard so i knew like five songs if you ever heard me tell the story about the guy that came out of the crowd and was like you gonna do them same five songs again tonight and i was like yep they're the only five i know um it was it was in that same meeting anyway this the we got everything set up we're on the platform thank thankfully it was not a, a, a tall platform we got everything set up we're doing praise and worship we start doing like the heavy like the fast um you know like the the shouting music dance music for the for for church and so he's going real fast <laughs> like extremely fast i look back he's sweating like cuz we're outdoors and it's the summer and it's like 90 degrees he's sweating bullets all over himself on the drums and i can see it coming like literally i see it coming he's playing that fast beat and he's gradually losing his balance again 
And I'm sitting there. He's losing it further and further. And we're singing, we're shouting. And I just see it happen to me. It was like slow motion because his drums were set up on the back of the platform. He starts to fall backwards. This big six foot six, 325 pound, maybe even more man starts to fall backwards. I mean, he's literally so big that the drum set looks like a kid's drum set. That's how big he is. He's falling. I see him falling. There's nothing I can do to stop him falling. But what, like a genius, instead of just like jumping backwards or kind of just falling down, he doesn't do that. No. What does he do? He reaches out in front of him and grabs a hold of the toms on the drums as though that little drum set is going to hold his 325 pound behind on the platform. So not only does he fall off the platform, he drags the entire drum set off the platform and on top of him as he lands on the ground behind it. I'm like, dude, so you talk about a break in the song surface. It was like, (laughs) it was like, I'm like, fell and it was loud like everybody in the tent was hoping he was okay who does that who falls off of the drums while they're playing and pulls the drums on top of themselves it was like insane i've never seen anything like that in my entire life and hopefully never will again it was nuts <laughs> we had crazy things happen man we were, we were playing like in the, in the early days, because like, I didn't really know what I was doing. Neither, neither did anybody else. We were just kind of like, we would make up the craziest songs. (laughs) We would make up the craziest songs to sing. Like we, and we were, we thought we were like, so like spiritual because it'd be like whatever, you know, the youth group series was on, we'd make up some song that had like the name of the series in it. And because it rhymed, we thought we were like killing it. We're like, yeah, man, that's right. Songwriters in the spirit. And they, I look back, they were horrible songs, absolutely horrible songs. I'll give you a couple more before I pray for you. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm praying for you today. I may as well just pray that God gives you stories of your own. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know if I should tell this one because I don't want to mention names, but at the same time, it's crazy that it happened. You know what? I'll tell it. I'll tell it because it is crazy. It should have never happened. Anyway, a guy that I know was leading praise and worship. I'm not saying a guy that I know, like people say, I'm asking for a friend. This was not me. This was an actual guy that I know. And he was playing for a conference. And it was like a, you know, a good sized conference with like nationally and internationally known speakers. And um, so he's like, Every night is a different speaker. So they're, they're giving him instructions as to how he's supposed to do praise and worship every night based on who's there speaking. And so they come in and they're like, okay, so tomorrow night is so-and-so. And if I said their name, everyone knows who he is. Hu- hugely well-known around the world. And uh, like, so tomorrow night, so-and-so is speaking. And uh, so here's your instructions per his people. You're going to do 15 minutes of worship exactly. And then he's going to come out onto the platform. And when he does, you back away from your mic 
and let him do his thing. He's like, dude, no problem, man. I'll, I'll do it just like that. So he comes out on the night that guy's supposed to be there to speak, gets up with his guitar and everything he's doing. He sings like, does like 15 minutes and there's no, the preacher is not there. So he looks down on the front row to the guy that's like kind of running things and he's giving him the keep going signal. So he sings for another 15. So he's done 30 minutes. Still no preacher. He does 45 minutes, an hour, like an hour and 10 minutes. And finally, the preacher comes out onto the stage and he's like ready to go. But as he backs off the mic, the preacher takes over and starts speaking to the crowd and all this stuff. The My friend who's the praise and worship leader rec- realizes that they've got the preacher's mic screwed up, like in the speakers. So he turns to the sound man on the stage, it'd be like the, you know, the, uh, the guy who's doing stage monitors. And he's like giving him some instructions on, uh, you know, to fix it because he's got to get it going. Literally, he hears over the loudspeakers, young man, you are disturbing the anointing. He like turns around and the preacher in front of like thousands of people is addressing him on the stage and is telling him, basically telling him like, you're disturbing the anointing and then proceeds for like 15 minutes to rebuke the fire out of this guy, this guy that I know just like rebukes everything he could have said, he said. And then he says to him at the end of it, he finishes rebuking him and then holding his hand out and making like the finger motions, like brushing his fingers. He goes, now shoo. Literally shooed the dude off the platform. So that you think the story's over. It's not over. There's more to the story. He goes down. Like he's asked, he goes down the side steps of the back of the stage and goes like backstage. When he gets to the bottom of the stairs, there's two bodyguards that are waiting for him at the bottom of the stairs. And it's that preacher's bodyguards. And they basically tell him, um, you must, co- you know, you're coming with us. We're escorting you off of the property, off the property of the conference. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. And he's like pointing to a poster on the wall that's got his face on it as the featured worship leader for the conference. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm the, I'm the worship leader for the conference. I'm supposed to be back up here at the end of the service, you know, to finish out with worship as the service is closing. They're like, sorry, anybody that he like speaks to like that or rebukes or kicks out, we're instructed to, to escort them off the property. Cause apparently the preacher had had, you know, death threats or whatever in the past, who knows? So they take the guy and I think his wife too, and literally escort them off of the conference, whatever they were in. I forget what kind of building they were. If it was a civic center or conference center, whatever took him off the property and he wasn't allowed to come back on all night, all night long for that. But just, just to show you how God re-encourages people. I'll tell you the second half of the story is the next night, Jesse Duplantis was there and Jesse Duplantis was the speaker. Um, and so anyway, my friend does his uh, worship set again for the, the night Jesse Duplantis is there and uh, Jesse Duplantis comes out on the platform um, after the worship set is over and then turns around to my friend and, and he says like, and you know, he's not, he wasn't there the previous night or anything. He flies in, flies out. He turns around to my friend and says, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I feel to encourage you. And then like spends another 10 minutes, just like the night before that guy had spent 10 to 15 minutes rebuking him. Jesse Duplantis 
turns around and spends 10 to 15 minutes or whatever encouraging him, telling him he's doing a great job, the Lord's proud of him. And, you know, I thought that was very interesting. But can you imagine being escorted off the property? Like literally being escorted off the property for just doing what you were supposed to be doing. It's insane. I've seen so many crazy things happen in church. I can't even, I can't, maybe I'll do a part two of story time. I can't believe we've gone for 40 minutes. Maybe I'll do a part two of story time. If you guys enjoy story time, let me know. Maybe we'll make it a regular thing on the podcast for worship Wednesday or whatever, but we could do themed stories. I don't know. If you enjoy it, send me a message. You can message me on Instagram at Ted Shuttlesworth, Twitter at T Shuttlesworth. You can send me, uh, you know, something on Facebook Messenger or whatever. Love to hear from you guys. I love you very much. And uh, I don't even know that there is something to pray for over you. So I'm just going to pray that God blesses you and uses you. There was no actual theme necessarily to this Worship Wednesday. I just wanted to share some of those stories with you because it makes me laugh. And I know like I know people like to laugh. People don't laugh enough in their life. There's not enough reasons to laugh. So guess what? Just gave you some. Father, <laughs> bless, bless your people. All those that are connected to this ministry, all those that faithfully listen to the podcast, I thank you for them. I thank you for all they're doing for your kingdom. I pray that you'd empower them this month like they've never been empowered to accomplish their purpose and what you've called them to do. Open doors for them supernaturally by the power of your spirit. Give them great opportunities. Lord, let this be the greatest month they've ever had in their lives for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, we love you. We give you praise and glory for it. In Jesus' wonderful name, I love you guys. And I'll talk to you again on Monday. Don't forget to join me on Facebook Live, 10.30 a.m. Coming up every Monday through Friday. Don't forget until next time, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll talk to you soon. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. Oh, 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 oh,